Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. I have faith a little bit. I just find it quite a jump sometimes because if we thought that 2020 brought like a sense of loss in fucking everything life freedom work relationships systems governments healthcare you know name it we lost something in (laughs) what in everything in everything it feels that 21 just 2021 just sealed it and made the devastation even more present usually when we go through something really traumatic that time you could be somewhat aware of what's going on but we really don't get to process it until it's over or at least most of it has passed. So when is that in terms of collectively for us? When it's over or when we've begun we the can process start to process of it, yeah. processing it? Yeah. <laughs> we've begun processing it, I should say. It'll be in 2022. Okay, so basically 2021 and 2020 were the years of crises yes. to be processed 2022. Yes. Yeah. And when will we have finished processing it? Um, that depends on the individual. Okay. We all know 2020 was quote-unquote written, but not all of it was written. What could not have been completely predicted when it was written was how everyone was going to respond Mm. and how much fear was going to end up dictating how we were going to end up living our lives. Even for me, who I've done so much, so much internal like searching and all the stuff, you know, that I've been doing, like, I've, I've, you know, I have lived, breathed, slept this work for years now, right? Mm -hmm. When... (laughs) What feels like lifetimes, I'm sure. It feels like many lifetimes. But like, but when it came to blank slating my life, Mm -hmm. it was fucking hard and it was way more difficult than I could have imagined. And I was becoming prepared to deal with uncertainty. I was becoming prepared to deal with, I I had had enough of an internal compass that I know whatever happened externally, I would always be fine. But it was still really difficult. And I remember just feeling so anchorless and I felt so uncomfortable. All I wanted to do was go home because I didn't know what to do next. And it took me a little (laughs) while to actually come to embrace the fact that I would be okay anywhere and get used to that idea but it really, really, I mean, getting faced with nothing, it's debilitating in many ways because we've never had that before. And not as a collective and definitely not as individuals, right? The only thing we had left were like the, the tiny connections that we could find through a screen. It was really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I do, to be fair, I do think that there are people who have experienced enough shifts and changes, right? Sudden changes end up having that experience a bit in terms of having to blank slate their lives just enough in order to survive wherever it is that they end up. But really what was intended for this kind of bit of 2020 that was written was to be able to wipe the slate as clean as possible. But that led into 2021 massively. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because of course we all held on so tight held on to the fear and of course when some when there's a massive transition on a collective level it does take time because there's so many layers to work through how many layers collectively did we have to work through 
too many <laughs> to count. Oh. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, we we'll, 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 we'll make it as basic as possible. Mm. Um, you can imagine how many layers you had to work through on an individual level. I can't even tell you, though, how many they were. Right. I mean, you Maybe could... Maybe eight? Um, more. Okay. But in a most basic sense, okay, mm. this number is not quite accurate, but in a most basic... Just for the sake of visual learners, yeah. you have four bodies, right? As we've okay. discussed in previous episodes, the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. So you can okay. imagine that within each of those bodies, you're still working through layers between past lifetimes and current life and traumas. Yeah. So yes, on an individual level, you have all those layers. Mm. And then you also have, I mean, before you even get to the global level, you have community, you have families, you have communities. You have institutions. The, in the interconnectedness <laughs> of us all. Exactly, exactly. We're trying to break down separation and we're realizing how little separation there is. Yes. <laughs> so there were just so many layers, right, to be able to get through that it does take time. But it mm. takes even longer. And this was the big issue when you hold on so tight, right? Mm. And that's what the previous episode was about is If we continue to hold on to the familiar, if we continue to hold on to 3D and the lives that we knew as we knew them, it was going to take us even longer. Because the thing is, and I do keep saying this, I feel like every episode, when we're coming at this in fear and we say things like that, people hear, oh, my life is going to be empty. It's going to be ruined. It's going to be devastated. Mm. It's going to be desolate. You know, I, I know this at least. I, I wish I could have this, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, when we talk about leaving 3D behind, we're not yeah. saying anything other than life can get better. Mm -hmm. You don't have to lose shit. You can gain shit. But the thing is, is that when you're faced with nothing, you, we, we're scrambling to connect to things. And you almost connect to the bits that hurt you because pain is the most thing you know. Yeah. So like, I'm just going to stay here and keep stuck in pain. Because yeah, it's the devil. Than... It's the devil you know. Yeah. yeah. And because separation 3D was all painful. So mm -hmm. we do naturally, if we're going to try and scramble to anything to remind us of our old lives, when we're faced with nothing, we're going to scramble to do the painful, harmful things. Yeah. We're going to go to our code, you know, our coping mechanisms, which we oh, we'll go back us. to the toxic X every time, won't we? Yeah. I fucking love a good toxic X. <laughs> <laughs> you do until you're like, but I knew better, damn it. <laughs> Why, yeah, Liz? Still... Why did I do it? <laughs> and then I'm like, but I'm going to do it again. <laughs> We shouldn't be laughing, by the way. <laughs> but it's true. And until one day the toxic ex turns out to be something else. But you do. You scramble for the pain instead of actually scrambling for the joy, which is... Which is always which in is the unknown. No, the well, no, to be honest, it's in our purpose. Because if we know our purpose, because it brings us joy, whether mm -hmm. it's writing that book, whatever it is, you know, in whatever form it takes, yeah. you know, because as we talk about, our purpose is very multifaceted, but in the one connecting thread throughout our purpose in mm -hmm. all its different expressions is that it brings us joy. So when we're faced with nothing, we can do one of two things, scramble for the pain of 3D and try and kind of use that, or we can do something that brings us joy, which in fact is creating our purpose. And It's just being yourself wholly and utterly perfectly fucking you. Yes. All the fucking time. Yeah. And, and loving yourself for it and having fun doing it. <laughs> See, I like your I, I like your definition. It's very And just nice. giving yourself permission to just be you all the time and be like, yay me, because I'm me. Exactly. And that is why we're here. 
right? And our purpose is to take that version of ourselves that is whole and us and our most divine form and serve the collective. In order to be able to help other people, you have Mm -hmm. to help yourself first. So ultimately, by being ourselves and loving ourselves for it, so Mm -hmm. many things come from that. And it's not just I'm able to serve the collective in terms of I now have energy to serve the collective. It's the incredible stuff that we don't think about. First of all, if you're able to give compassion to yourself, all of a sudden, you can give compassion to other people because you understand Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. If you're able to recognize the divine in you, you're able to recognize the divine in other people. Again, it's the next step. Once you've done it within, you do it outside, right? So all these amazing loving gifts that you've been giving yourself and using love to free yourself from the bounds of separation, you can then also give that space to other people and hold that space for other people. Which is making sure that you're healed. Exactly. Because we cannot heal from a space of pain. Our, our purpose ceases to be effective. Like it doesn't work if we're doing it from a 3D space of pain. I would disagree with that. Okay. I did seasons at least one and two and half of three from a space of pain. Yet I was living my purpose. Because I was still getting joy. So let me explain. You can be expressing your purpose, even if you're experiencing pain, as mm. in your karma is not fully healed. Mm. But are you living your purpose fully when you are not healed? No. That's well, because the difference. Because you're, you're not embodying your purpose. Exactly. Is that what you mean by living? Exactly. Like as in it is your life? Yeah. So it's once you're healed, your purpose can become your life. But until then, it can just become a respite from your misery. It's barely a respite. It becomes more of an act. And often when we're engaging with our purpose from that space, we're using it to escape or find some solution to our pained reality. These podcasts and our books have effectively documented me coming out of my karma and then what happened next, just by virtue of the fact that I'm on it over a period of time. Yeah. And it can be definitely argued that once I started, when I started this podcast, I Mm -hmm. was definitely in some of my karma at least, if not, you know, the majority of it. Yes. And engaging with it was me looking for a solution to my pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And over time, engaging with it did give that to me. Yeah. And that was a process of you to come into your purpose. But you weren't necessarily living your purpose. You were living your pain. And if our purpose is to serve... And if the only way we can serve is from a whole healed space, then we are, by definition, not living our purpose. So it's a bit like the season finale of 4.1 when we said I was in the car, but I wasn't getting out. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is that how you describe it? Because um, I was still creating content. I was still working through my stuff. In fact, some may argue that seasons one to three wouldn't be what they were if I wasn't in pain. Right, yeah, right? no, the absolutely. That I, asked, I mean, and yeah. that's what makes your scenario a bit unique, Rhea. Okay, so should I just stop talking about myself then? Well, no, because it is fair. You know, some will, you know, some will definitely say, I couldn't have written that song if I wasn't hurt or in pain, mm. right? Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people would say that. I mean, we mm. often look at the creative arts as something that is best when born from one's pain. Mm. And it is because that was always the representation of 3D. That's why we could always connect to that, right? We okay. needed that. That was that was the point of it. That's how art served because it gave people a connection to their pain. Which allowed them to process it. Exactly. But if we are to be in 5D, we don't get to take that pain with us, do we? 
No, it's not so painful. So purpose in 5D can only be had when we are no longer in our pain. Well, that's also because you can't be in 5D if you are still in your pain. Exactly. And we're all headed to 5D. (laughs) I think you're right. And it hurts me to admit this, but I think you're right. Because when we're recording a podcast or when I'm writing a chapter in the book or when I'm engaging with the work, but I'm engaging with it now at this stage from a way to give me an answer about what something in my life isn't pleasing me, about an escape from a painful moment, about answers that I don't have yet. And I use the work for that. I'm not at my best when recording or writing. Mm -hmm. And as a result what probably I could have said or what would have been more helpful to everyone is lost in me desperately searching for answers for a problem that genuinely probably only lasts about 24 hours. You know, the last podcast we were recording, I wasn't in a great space of mind. Mm -hmm. Then the things that I would have normally said to have made it more clear or made it more friendly or made it more accessible, I couldn't because I was locked in my own crap, even if it was for a moment. Yeah. So I do see that actually when I engage with even the work from a place of excitement and love and happiness, Mm -hmm. the work is just so much better. And then when I'm talking and I'm happy and we're, you know, and we're recording and everything, it's, it, I'm creating more of that happiness because then it's being recorded. It's being processed. It's being put out for people to listen to. And it becomes magnifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So purpose in 5D is twofold. It is, first of all, the expression of the self right? This is me, the person I am in this body, in this lifetime, just as you were saying. And the second bit is, it's it's expression in action. This is what I choose to create as myself. And that's big, to make that choice, to step into that co-creative power can only happen when we are in our own power. You know, and I see it and I understand it. But sometimes, and this is the thing, is that I have to forgive myself and like let myself off the hook a bit. Because Very much. for 35 years, 36, 35 years, <laughs> so I was doing the maths on like how long it was. Because actually, no, because I was still 35. 35 years of my life, I was in, I was in 3D. Yeah. I was living in pain, in my karma, in 3D. Mm-hmm. So I'm still figuring out my feet, right? Yes, like, very much. It does take time. It does. It, it will not come naturally for those of us who are older. It won't. Because, you know, I, I keep making an action and expecting a certain reaction and then reminding myself that that's not necessarily the case anymore. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you're, it's like reteaching myself how to walk having been in a coma. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> oh, I can take one yeah. step after the other. Mm-hmm. Right? It does, it does require getting used to something new. But really- as you said, it takes 21 days to form a habit. <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> whether me. it takes, you know, much longer to form a new perspective and accept that. It's a wonder if, it, you know, it probably takes quite a while to accept that there's this whole new world that you're living in that actually things are designed for you not against you oh yeah i mean gosh that could even just take another lifetime really i think but it's well hopefully not if we have anything to do with it (laughs) right no it it becomes more natural the more natural you feel in yourself does that make sense like purpose has to be in 5d purpose is very much an organic concept as we said it's an expression of the self and what you choose to create as that self. 
And we never really knew ourselves that well because in 3D, we were defined by so many other things that were outside of us. It was all external stuff, right? Mm. It was all just kind of role playing. I was born a female, so I'm a girl and I do this and I like these things and all these little things that we, you know, we kind of became wired for and conditioned and socialized. I mean, it's like everything, right? Mm -hmm. You go to school, get a job, get a mortgage, get children, die and give yourself a high five for hitting all the little bits on on the way. Exactly. So who knows really what it's like to to have a life that doesn't have to do with any of that. But I have to say, for me, I'm going to talk about it now since I didn't talk about it in the last episode because in the last Mm -hmm. episode I was, you know, feeling sensitive. Um, (laughs) Just a little bit. Taking that final step was really scary Mm -hmm. because it felt like I had to choose to say goodbye to the fact that I always knew how everything would turn out if I did things in certain ways. Now, Mm -hmm. regardless of the fact that that wasn't true and I did things in certain ways and they didn't turn out the way I thought they were going to turn out and so I was even more devastated so Mm. but I still believe that I was just doing it wrong and if I'd done it properly it would have turned out a certain way so choosing to be like all right I can just be me and hold the possibility that's it just hold the possibility that it could work out Mm. was fucking scary and it felt like when making that jump initially, I re- it was like, I mean, I, I just get this image of like a boat capsizing and you being on the top holding on for dear life so you don't get stung in the water, right? And I'm sure that that, if I imagine it on a collective level, we're all going to feel before we jump that, what the fuck? Like all is lost. Yeah. And the truth is, it has to be lost. It does. Because unless we lose ourselves, we can't actually find ourselves. Right. And I'm so sorry because... I really hate when I see someone, you know, I've worked so closely with you, but I've also worked with others. And that process is really, really difficult to even witness. Once you make that leap, once you make that ultimate choice of whatever's on the other side and around the corner that I don't see is going to be better than this. It fuck almost, this. Yeah. F- or fuck this. Then the rest, it, it's fine. Then, 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 then the past is done. Because you really won't be able to go back after that. And that can be really scary, but it doesn't mean that you won't be able to go back and your life is lost forever. It just means that you've left your pain somewhere yeah. else. Exactly. And to be but- honest, no one wants to go back and pick up their pain. Mm. Like, let's just be real for a moment. <laughs> we just keep thinking, and I know I do this all the time, that mm-hmm. we hear like things are lost, things are gone forever you know you can't go back it's going to be all is lost all these like devastating like you know platitudes almost and Mm -hmm. it's just like all right what's actually lost okay you've lost your pain but is everyone else still around you are you being able to make boundaries and create better relationships with the people that you love Mm -hmm. are you making choices that are expressing your heart and people are responding positively what's Mm -hmm. actually lost if all you've lost is your pain and your suffering then okay It'll hurt. Like everything else, everything will hold on extra tight until it goes. But let's be fair. There has been this period as well where there was just such strife that a lot of people got locked into that suffering. It's been really fucking shit. It's been shit. And it was total shit. And there were some where they may not even be able to begin to see beyond the potential Mm. for the end of their suffering. That that's Mm. where they are. 
So what do they do? And so the very idea that things can be better, yes, well, you're going to assume that it can't get any worse. But the idea... you're going to think that maybe things can get better because they can be how they used to be. Yeah. Because it was better than this. But the idea that the suffering can end, like, just by choice, right? With mm. the wave of the wand or snap of the fingers, it's almost, it, we could sound quite naive. Mm. So the reality is that what happens for those who found themselves in such corners that they didn't know how they were going to fight their way out of it is to understand that those situations were created in order for them to find that personal power in order to bring themselves out of it and that nobody was going to do it for them. Mm. And that is part of karma, as we know, right? So basically, and we say this a million times, so I'm sure it gets boring, but when we are locked in our karma, the question we need to keep going back to is, how am I not in my power in this situation? Mm -hmm. Right? What is this showing me? about where I'm not in my power. That's the, that's the question. That's always the question. Always. Am I blaming always. someone? Mm -hmm. Do I feel like I'm not good enough to save myself? Can I not see that these are my choices yeah. and I have to take responsibility for them and in doing so I can change them? Like where am I not in my power? Where am, am I giving away my power but I'm not recognizing it? Or more simply, how am I so powerful that I've in this situation convinced myself I am powerless. Mm -hmm. And then from that place, we can make different choices. And I'm not saying that you click your fingers and you're in 5D. I am no. not saying that at all. And I'm also <laughs> not saying that 5D is some kind of rainbow place where everything works. 5D is just this consciousness where you're like, I got me and I'm powerful enough. So what do I yes. want to do next? Yeah. It doesn't mean all of a sudden the guy that you wistfully loved for years turns around and gets down on one knee. It doesn't mean the job of your dream lands in your lap. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden the deed to a new house comes through the letterbox. It mm -hmm. just means that you see that now you are powerful enough to create those things for yourself. And that's a process. It's a fucking process. We can all attest to that. <laughs> oh my God, totally. But in doing so, you then discover your purpose. So exactly. that by the time... And that's the point. All 5D effect to me is, is fully expressing your purpose from a healed place. Mm -hmm. Because you figured out where your power is and you are using that power to allow yourself and to give yourself permission yeah. to be you and create from that space of you. Yeah. And faith teaches us that life isn't just about survival. We're here to transcend that 3D fight for survival into a life of bliss. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Otherwise, why would we do this? We don't want to just survive. I was bored of survival. Honestly, if the choice is survive or die, I choose die. Mm. But if the choice is bliss or die, maybe I'll choose differently. There's always the possibility for more. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.